This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Project, welcome back to this episode of In the Black. I am very excited today. We get to talk about one of my favorite topics because as the head of marketing in the businesses, uh, this is uh, a real passion point of mine is learning about uh, the customer. So today, I want to talk all about how we can best serve the customer or choose the right customer for your fitness business, no matter what it is. Obviously, many of you are gym owners, many of you are PTs, coaches, um, so the clients you serve there, but even for online um, even for group programs, nutrition coaching, anything in the fitness industry, any business, how to pick the right client is super important. Before we dive in, of course, you guys know that uh, we don't do this alone. Uh, we have help. We have coaches, business coaches. I know it can be a little bit of a dirty word in the corporates. It's just called business consultants uh, or consultants. Uh, it's just people that simply have more knowledge than you, have more expertise than you, have handled and fixed and come up with solutions for problems that you will face right now, you have faced or you will face in the future uh, as you grow and they've helped them for other people like you as well and that that person for us or that company for us is MP Fitness Business Coaching. Now, right now, the landscape of gymming is completely different. Uh, Everything has changed coming out of lockdown and for some people, they're going back into lockdown, coming out of lockdown again and vice versa and it's going to go on for a while. It's going to go on until we have a vaccine uh, until we really get out of it. And I think Bill Gates said uh, his best estimate was end of 2021. So what does he know? <laughs> end of 2021, uh, COVID is going to be a memory, uh, which would be great. But that means you've still got 12 months minimum of trading ahead of you. And, and, uh, the, and the, the market is different now anyway. Totally. Vaccine or not. And even post-vaccine, it could still yeah. be, uh, still could have some of the, the, the hangover effect of, of, of what we've gone through. So, you need a business model that is different now. It's just not the same. You just, uh, it's different in every city, in every country, in every state. So, uh, MP has a free course for anyone that's interested and wants to upgrade their business model and something that is more contextual to what we're going through right now, something that can adapt to the climate. And that's what business is about. It's about adapting Business is like sport, we say it all the time and best sporting teams are adapting to whatever's happening on the field, whatever's happening in the season. So, you need to do that. Free training, it's the link in the description of this episode next to MPE Business Coaching so you can find that there. And then of course guys as well, some of you may be looking to sell your gyms, you may be looking to get out, you may be looking to make a lot of money. There are some gyms right now that are worth a lot of money. There are also some gyms that are going extremely cheap so if you're looking to sell, if you are looking to purchase, now is the perfect time. If you go to afsbrokers.com, we have used them to sell one of our gyms. Uh, we've had some friends use them to sell their gyms. It is a smooth process. It's an easy process. Get, uh, selling a gym can be a very scary, emotional, confusing process and that's why you recruit and pay experts. Yeah, and, and they're the only one that is nationwide in Australia. That's why we only get sponsors that are the best in their category. Yes. Uh, and for Australia, unfortunately not overseas, but Australia they are. Absolutely. So, afsbrokers.com, that's A-F-S-B-R-O-K-E-R-S.com and you guys can sort out all your gym purchasing and selling on that website. Okay, cool. So, uh, how to pick your right customer? Now, I've said this before and I just think it's worth bringing up again. The best place to start with any business is to not build a product and service and fit a person into it but instead to pick a very specific person identify a problem that they have and build the product or solution for that problem. I think um, also probably you would say particularly in fitness. 
like maybe if you were building like a computer, like the first computer, you might didn't have to have the exact who. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely in fitness, you've got to know the who when you yeah. go about creating the fitness. Absolutely. Products. The more saturated a market is, the more important mm-hmm. this is. Obviously, when you're breaking through into a market for the first time, you've probably had a person in mind. I mean, when Bill Gates was building the computer for the first time, he did probably have a person in mind. It might have just been well, him. Personal computer in every home. He yeah. had a lot of people in mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he probably had like a specific person yeah, that he true. was like, a person like this would love this computer. Because remember, it always has to start with someone. Mm, like a, a, a certain group of people have to pick it up. And then obviously you realize, okay, this is for everyone. But if you take, for example... Uh, they're not even a sponsor of our podcast, but I hope one day they Microsoft. They, they, make, they make a no, I was gonna say Magic Spoon, the cereal, yeah. right? They basically just identified, hey, there is someone out there like Lachlan Rousen who just fucking loves cereal, but knows that if he eats that garbage day in and day out, his teeth will rot, he'll feel like crap, he'll have energy swings, he'll get fat. He needs a high protein cereal that has no sugar. That's the kind of guy that would love this mm-hmm. product. And now everyone loves it, okay? Like it's gone huge, right? But it started with a one person in mind that it would be great for. Same way with like Whoop, right? Whoop probably thought, hey, there's like an athlete out there, maybe like an endurance athlete that's already kind of using like a Garmin or a watch, already into tracking a lot of stuff, but they like don't really understand their sleep. They don't have like proper recovery data. Like they had a specific person in mind that they wanted to help. And then obviously it translates over to lots of people at a later stage. I think that's the problem is people look at, oh, who is it serving now that they're successful? Everyone, heaps of people. No, no, it started with a very specific person. And that's the whole point, especially when a market is really saturated, you want to have one person in mind. Your product might end up being for everyone, but for right now, uh, when you're smaller, when you're growing, before you're you know, super successful, you need to have built a product and service for a very specific person with a specific problem. Because remember, at the end of the day, take all the gyms away, take all the equipment, the services, at the end of the day, it's just humans selling to humans. Mm. That's it. We're not selling to robots. We're not selling to apes or lions or elephants. Like No, the desires of the human are the desires of the human. You're just human selling to humans. That's as simple as it is. So, what you need to think about with um, this first step, picking the right person is who do you want to serve? Yes. Like, who is that person that you're most interested in? Um, what are some factors you would list out that would decide... Like, cause some people would be like, oh, like I like helping grandma, but I'm also helping my mom. I also like helping kids. Like, how would yeah. you... Well, I mean, the reason, obviously, you need to know who is because, A, it's going to affect the program you're going to write. You know, yep. Like, what, what are you delivering? What sort of nutrition advice are you delivering? Are you even bothering to do nutrition advice? For some people, they don't care. Some people, it's the like, most important thing to mm-hmm. them. Um, obviously, like, how much are you going to charge? How frequently? How many people in the session? All those things. Like, the answer, if you go to a business coach, like MP, whatever, they're going to say, oh, well, who are you serving? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's going to be things. Should I put a creation? Are you serving mums? Yeah. Is that your target market? Yeah. You know, it's it really like you just can't, you almost cannot make a move in your fitness business until you know the who um, as good as possible. So yeah, in terms of then choosing the person, number one, I think the biggest mistake we probably see is people, uh, sorry, the number one mistake is not knowing the who. Probably the next mistake once you know the who, I think is people just choose the one they think will like make them the most money or sound the best. Okay. You see people like, oh, you know, I just like, I want to help like, you know, rich mums. Mm. Do you like training mums? Hate it. I can't stand them. Yeah. You know, like that's not going to work. Yeah. You know, you've got to, like, you know, some people definitely really do enjoy training mums, um, but you've got to go for one that you definitely are passionate about helping. Yeah. Um, also, I think you've got to go for one that, you know, you're suited to. Like, if you want to train corporates, are you near corporates? Mm. Is it convenient for corporates to come to your gym? Yeah. If not, you know, even if you love corporates, it's probably not going to work out, right? So there's, there's a number of factors need to come together. You need to enjoy it. You need to have a facility that um, potentially they're going to want to come to that type of person. 
Yeah. You know, if you want to service really high end corporates, but you have no money for, or not very much money for your build out of the gym, might not be a good choice in the early days because you won't be able to provide them the facility that, that they really want. Yeah. Um, so I think getting those things to come together is, is critical. Yeah. One thing I'll add is, and it's a little hint to helping you guys figure out this who, because essentially there isn't uh, a wrong answer here. I mean, the wrong answer is the one that makes you broke and you don't make any profit or any money. But the, the helpful answer here is the closer you are to that client, the easier it will be for you to serve that client. Because generally, most people, especially in fitness, they want to be like the person that they're getting served from. They want to be like the trainer that's training them. They want to be like the business owner and look like the business owner that they're getting coaching off or whose gym they're investing in or whose fitness service they're using. So, if you are going to serve rich moms, it can be helpful it's not like it, it's mandatory, but it's a lot more helpful to be a mom. You can relate to their problems. If you're like, hey, I was a mom just like you or I'm a mom just like you, yeah. I should say. You know, I've had three kids and I'm still in incredible shape. Like you are way more of an inspiration for that person. You will attract a team that is better at serving moms because there is a little bit of a disconnect. If I start looking after moms, it doesn't mean I can't help them, but I'm just re- less relatable, right? They were, well, you don't really know what it's like to, you know, come out of nine months pregnancy, right? You just can't relate to those problems. Same with the corporate, right? Or, or at least have staff that can relate to those problems. Exactly. Like I think, you know, on some levels, corporate can be really good if someone that's been in corporate before. Mm, someone that's like, hey, man, I've been there. You know, I did law or I studied this or, you know, I had this level. I like nice suits and nice mm. watches and nice cars and I like to be well-groomed and stuff like corporate and, you know, it just wasn't for me. But I know your problems and I've been there and I can help you. And that that is just a way more powerful. It's not to say it's necessary, but it can be a lot more helpful to have been there at some point and then now be out of it. And I would say, you know, we haven't necessarily been 100% that for the client that we serve now, but we have gotten a lot closer than most yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, in terms of some of the clients we've served, um, obviously, we've definitely served people that want to get good at CrossFit. Uh, and that was a journey that we'd already gone through ourselves. We'd gone through like, yeah. I had walked into a CrossFit gym, but like, wow, it's expensive, but it's worth it. You know, gone through the classes, got better at CrossFit. Um, and then, competed. yeah, competed, you know, uh, I guess did the like, had a knee surgery. Yeah, yeah. Like the fairy tale journey you generally, most people want when they walk into a CrossFit gym and want to get good at CrossFit. Yeah. Um, had been, had done that and come out the other side. So then we would have clients that come in with like almost the same goals and similar backgrounds to what uh, you and I had uh, coming into the gym and then we were able to service them. Yeah. Give them like good CrossFit training. You know, hey, we've learned this stuff from my journey. I just did wads every day, but now I know you need strength training and, and like we gave them that type of stuff. So it was easy to relate to them and um, it was quite good for us. Yeah. Um, and then I think as the gym moved on then we started we we serviced that type of client we started servicing definitely an older type of client as well so now we've served a lot of professionals uh and small business owners in the gym as well and that just came as as time moved on uh and that's a totally different beast to serving a young guy or girl that wants to get good at crossfit and and meet other crossfitters um so in our time they have been really the two biggest who's that we've served um and i like to remind you also we do online programs with the podcast and there we're serving another who um which is people that you know already really know what they're doing in the gym yeah like to try out different online programs to like push the edges of their own performance are quite highly self-accountable yeah themselves um but want want to try new things and, and we're yeah, servicing a new who there as well. Yeah, similar people to us in mm. many ways. Yeah. Like, kind of tried a lot of different modalities and programs and gyms and just really want something that they know is combining a lot of those aspects in a way that's fun um, and they kind of know what they're doing and 
I think at the end of the day, that the trust is there. The trust that it's good. Mm. You know, that's the that's a big piece of online programming is not knowing. They just want to make sure that you know they put eight, twelve weeks into the cycle. Someone has really thought this cycle exactly. Through. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's a huge part because you want to see progress, yeah. right? And progress, the longer you do it, it's harder and harder yeah. to make. Um, so that's a huge factor. Yeah. So continuing on with um, the who and helping identify them is, you know a major part of what you do with your who is going to dictate your pricing. And that's a, that's a massive thing that goes into it. I mean, if I mean, honestly, the services you offer them as well. If we're, when we moved from, so when we were serving a lot of people that wanted to get better at CrossFit and wanted to be on the team and compete at regionals and stuff, they're happy to pay 50 bucks a week. Mm. They're happy to pay 60 bucks a week. They don't really want nutrition coaching. What they want is they want to throw down hard. They want like complex lifts. They want advanced programming. They want to train with you, um, but now you take the you know high-end executive, busy professional, small business owner, large business owner that we serve, families, mortgages, short on time, a lot of injuries mm. in their you know late thirties, forties, very different part of their life, very different priorities. Um, they, in many ways, they want to pay more for their fitness. They want to know they're getting the best service possible, and so for a lot of them, coming in and spending. 150 200 bucks a week is kind of what they, they don't want to pay 50 60 bucks a week they're like yeah i've paid that at one point but i know what that is that's like not what i want i want like a really personalized service like i have worked hard in my career i am successful at what i do to be able to afford a better version of this thing and that's what that's the kind of client we're after now someone that's making a bigger investment and that's not to say there aren't corporates and executives and stuff that earn really good money that want to all pay that but we're going after the people that do want to pay for more. Yeah, or and people get that better. people that really want coaching, yeah. want support, want someone to think about their program, make sure it's the right program for them, adjust the program so they stay on the right track. Uh, when they come in the gym, spend time and not just deal with the person that's about to kill themselves. Yeah, you know, actually deal with them and, and keep pushing the boundaries. Yeah, and I'd say when you pick the right client and you have start getting the right client at your gym, s- s- pay really close attention to their feedback because one thing that uh, we've definitely noticed is as we started getting the, the right client in more and more and more often, the one thing I was really starting to tune into is like, hey, whatever feedback per- this person gives you now is much better feedback than someone who's not the right fit for mm. the gym. As that saying, the customer is always right and I think it should be adjusted to the right customer is always right because you get a bad customer and they tell you, oh, you know, we need, I don't know, more snatches in classes. I'd be like, well, you're not the person for this gym then. But if the person that you want to work with, your avatar, if they come in and say, hey, we need more snatches at the gym, that's actually a suggestion worth considering. Why does one of my best clients want to see snatches at the gym? And you unpack that, it might not be snatches, it might be something else, it might be whatever. But that's when you want to start paying attention and start listening to their feedback because you want to listen to all feedback, you want to listen to the right feedback. Exactly. And I think uh, another one that changed, so our avatar, obviously, that's the journey of how it changed over time. Another really big reason that um, it changes over time is is twofold is one is you change over time and i think as you change obviously often the person you want to serve changes you know if you maybe change younger client as you get older very often you want to start training an, an older client um, and then also for us you want to consider just the time of their life that the person you're training so when we were training younger people a little bit frustrating because they would often just move house yeah or start new jobs in very different transient. cities yeah you know yeah. they're like okay i'm renting now I want to start a family. I'm obviously going to move to somewhere more affordable, yeah. essentially to buy a house. Whereas when you potentially go after a client that is far more settled, they're like, hey, you know, I'm paying off this mortgage for the next 25 years. I'm going nowhere. Yeah. Like this yeah. This is where I live. You might be able to train that person, um, you know, for a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, 
you can already see now how many different changes you need to make your business model to suit that client, which is why you have to start with this. If you start with, I just want to build someone and fit it into it, you might have something that's perfect for a 25-year-old, that's perfect for a 31-year-old, that's perfect for a 55-year-old. Then it's perfect for no one. It's not a fit for, for anyone. So you've got to kind of add on things that are perfect for that person. So for an example, like one of the other things that a really simple change that you know, can be really effective for very busy clients is having a really well-structured booking system. Clients that are very busy, if you get them to open their calendar and book their life in, it's a really important part of their week to have everything scheduled, to have everything booked in, to just be on top of things. If you have this really non-structured booking system, which is kind of haphazard and it gets lost in text messages or you kind of rock up anytime, a person like that, it just doesn't do well for them. Mm. For our kind of people, they, they their diary is like their Bible, right? If you have a booking system, if you build a system that keeps them really accountable, has them booking into their system, you'd be surprised how much they appreciate something like that because now you're fitting with everything else. Remember, they're going to book their family time in. Yeah. They book meeting times in. They book... Um, Everything's booked in, right? Yeah, they book their car services. Everything is booked and scheduled in advance because they have so little time in their life and these are people we work with every day. We know how they operate and so if it's not getting scheduled and it's not getting booked in, then it's not getting done. And so having a professional booking system like that for a client like that makes such a huge difference. But for, you know, hey man, 50 bucks a week, come, just unlimited sessions, you know, rock up whenever, here are class times. Like that's that's as good as they need. They probably don't want a booking system, no. you know. Probably never used a calendar in their life. They know? don't want to book. They're like, what if I sleep in? Yeah. Yeah. Kind <laughs> yeah. of rock up after class and do whatever I want in class and you know, yeah, cool, whatever. You know, it's just these, these people expect different levels of service and professionalism, I think it's really important yeah. as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so some uh, important stats we thought we'd throw in might help you think about um, the who to serve. So a good one is, seven, so this is for Australia, I think almost definitely it's the same in the States. 76% of the 1.75 million Australians who spend money on exercise classes, which I think is probably most people that listen to this show in your business, you're, you're giving classes or some sort of service, um, are women. Mm-hmm. So nearly three quarters are women, and that doesn't I mean we service mostly men at our business, um, but it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, I think when you're thinking about it in terms of the amount of people, just and the reason obviously is because women are smarter and they know they need help with their fitness, <laughs> and men are dumb as fuck <laughs> and think they can do it themselves. Yeah. Um, the next one that you had in here, which I think is a really good one, is like obviously your gym. If you have a gym or you're opening a gym, it's in a local area, and you're drawing upon the local area. That's like a lesson that. When you open a gym, no matter how much a client loves you, if you're not convenient anymore, they're going. They're not There's staying. so much choice. Yeah, nobody so stays choice. with inconvenient gyms in for, for the long term. Yeah. So you do have to think about maybe what is in your local area. You know, if you're starting a gym on the street, I mean, if there's already like three other women-only gyms on the street, you could do another one. Um, just make sure you're a lot better than them. Um, but you might want to think about, hey, who's not getting service well um, yeah. in my local area as well? Yeah, I mean, I think... Because we had gyms in such different areas, right? We had gyms in two gyms in the eastern suburbs, which are the most expensive areas in Australia, right? Mm. Some of the nicest places you could live. Really going after one clientele there. And then we had a gym in the inner west, which is, you know, it's got its own culture. It's completely different to the east. It's, you know, much, much more middle class uh, in the middle of a warehouse district, light industrial warehouse district totally different clientele, totally different clientele. We were trying to build one succinct brand and there was always a mismatch because, you know, the people I was speaking to sometimes in the day-to-day in the sales meetings were like, you know, they're, they're tradies or they're plumbers or, you know, they got a like low management job, which is totally fine. That's just how the area was. 
And then, you know, you're making sales like, dude, that was so easy. Like I had the CEO of this company mm. and I'm like, okay, well, there's like a huge mismatch in the areas now. And that's why it didn't really work. It's part of the reason we sold off one of the businesses, kind of the direction we were yep. taking the brand just didn't match up with one of the areas. And that's just a perfect example is that area didn't match anymore. But when we started in Marrickville, there was a perfect match for the area. It was mm. people that didn't want to pay a lot. They were willing to drive to a gym where they could just throw down and try and qualify for the CrossFit Games, right? That was the story we told in the beginning. But opening in the East... No one around there cared about the CrossFit Games. No one cared about resources. No one cared about... No one even watched CrossFit. They just wanted to get a hard, good workout in. So, that really evolved it over time. And that was, you know, one of the reasons that we we moved on from that area. And I think it was definitely the right decision. The person that's taken over there, they're looking and they're serving that clientele even more now. I think even better because he, he then moved the business model back to that. Mm. He made it cheaper. He made it just throw down, go hard, CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit. And it started attracting more of those people again. You could see how our model, we were trying to fit a square peg into a round hole in many ways. We were trying to attract this high-end customer that wanted to spend a lot of money, wanted individualization in an area that just wasn't didn't ready have to many, serve Just it. didn't have enough. Didn't have it. many. Yeah. Like it always has some. We had some there, but didn't have enough. Yeah. It wasn't the area for it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you might think, you know, um, for a good example, you might have a, like we have a um, 24-hour type gym across the road um, from uh, one of our gyms. And that can work really well because you might say, okay, what does that 24-hour gym not offer? I might offer the exact thing that my type of client doesn't get from a gym like that. Yeah. So then you get all these people that are spilling out of that gym. Most of them are not going to care about your gym because they're really happy with their gym, which is far um, probably cheaper and, and it's 24 hours and yours is not. But you might say, hey, that like 5% of people that go to that gym, that this type of person, I'm perfect for them. You know? yeah. And they're going to catch me. Well, I'll give you another good example. There's a gym, uh, a local group fitness gym as well. Um, in, in the East and their whole gym uh, and, and are you going to bring up the stat on dating? Mm. Yeah, so uh, what is the stat on dating? So 50% of gym goers claim they just go to, this is self-reported just go to the gym to check out the opposite sex. So if you were to describe what the gym this gym is based on it'd be like 100% of people go to that gym for that <laughs> reason, right? It has become so popular that it's basically become like a dating and meetup spot for mm. fitness people and I don't think that was intentional, but that's just how it kind of evolved. And that is an example of that just being a perfect fit for that area. In other areas, it would be a terrible fit. It just wouldn't be the right area. If it was like lots of families and mm. stuff, like if you went on you know, uh, more of the North Shore of Sydney, that just wouldn't work well at all. But yeah, you go to a young kind of affluent area with heaps of people you know, in their you know, late 20s, like early 30s that are really looking for someone and they're really fitness focused and you just kind of get that rumor on the streets you kind of get that vibe in the beginning you post lots of photos of attractive people that is what it can become very quickly and that's kind of in a way what they're known for and you know i'm sure if you ask the coaches and the owners what's this dream about yeah mad training energy system blah 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 i've spoken to their customers their customers like dude you should see the girls that go that's awesome yeah i was trying to date this girl here i'm trying to sleep with this girl and the girl's like oh my god this guy goes there and this influencer goes Mm. there and that's just what it is for those people uh and that's just perfect for that area that gym that, that gym you know, unintentionally nailed that for that area. So that's an, just an example of how picking the right area is just so important. Yeah, and then once you have that who in mind, you know you've got people in their 20s, like you want to have situations where people are together. So you wouldn't want to like, they're probably not going to want PT. Yeah. You can't pick up anyone in PT unless you pick up the trainer, <laughs> right? You've got one choice, yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> At least you can guarantee time with that person. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but 60 that's... minutes to get their number. But uh, but if you go group, there's a lot more options for people. Yeah. And, and yeah, if you get clients in their 20s, it's probably going to be what they're thinking about. You get clients in their 30s or 40s, probably don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 critical. It's absolutely critical. So those are some hopefully some helpful data and some, some pretty rational stuff that hopefully makes sense of a lot of things. Um, I would say that, you know, 
um, identifying if you have a current existing client base, you know, help identify a group of those people that you like working with the most and then maybe start shifting the model more towards them. I think the one thing as you start to make this shift is we really made this shift is don't be afraid of your messaging um, turning off the people in your gym that aren't those people. That's fine. Those people don't really, you'd be surprised. They're enjoying it and they're having a great time and if the messaging starts moving away from sounding like that's, that's not who they are, I mean, we haven't really had anyone go, hey, this is not for me anymore, mm. is it? Like, they're still enjoying it. They're still making progress. Maybe the messaging changed. They get it. That's fine. But never be scared of like pissing off a couple of people in your gym because you're kind of starting to change the messaging and the servicing. If they need to move on and go somewhere else, that's a better fit for them. Like, so be it. But don't be afraid of like going hard after that client yeah. and that messaging. That's, that's the key factor. Don't let those couple of people hold you back from future growth. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys. AFS Brokers, that's where you're going to buy and sell gyms, afsbrokers.com. And then, of course, if you're looking to get free training to change your business model, it's a link in the bio of this episode for MPA Business Coaching. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys, and we'll speak to you next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, the My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to the mymuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.